Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 145, Impossible Marriage Live Worship. Hello and welcome. We are so glad that you are here. This was supposed to be live and in person, at least partially. However, here we are. Uh, we are live from our basement in the spooks. <laughs> so we call it, well, it's not very spooky. Look at how lively it is and light. Uh, but I am your host, Lori Creek, and I am with my favorite licensed therapist, Argyle expert and my husband, Matt Krieg. Matt. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. And we do have in studio the most professional radio voice among us, producer Steve. Hi, guys. Hey, Steve. Man, guys, here we are. And we thought that we would just let you know why we are here in the spooks is, I don't know if you guys know, but there's still a pandemic happening. And Matt, do you want to share what? Um, well, there's the off chance that I have COVID. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Happy book launch day. Happy book launch. Matt had an extended, uh, time with someone who tested COVID positive and was symptomatic I met with Matt. So here we are in the spooks. Well, Steve is far away and we canceled our in-person event, but guys, we are still going to celebrate tonight. We called it worship fest. This is a worship night because we really want to celebrate and worship God, what he has done, what he is doing and what he will do through our book. And so we don't want to like make this weird and like worship our book because that's like really wrong and super idolatrous. <laughs> but we want to worship God who makes impossible things possible and who, if you guys have following this pod, nice placement, Matt, <laughs> product placement. Wow, that was so random how that happened. Sorry, if you guys are watching this on the video, Matt just pointed to his impossible marriage book swag behind him. <laughs> But guys, we want to celebrate that God put this book into our hands. And if you've been following us for any amount of time, you know that this was not our goal to write this book, <laughs> but God uh, knew how he could shine through our stories and he knows how he can shine through your story. So we're super stoked to hear some of you listeners stories, the good news of the gospel filtered through your story and how our story has interacted with it. We have three pre-recorded uh, responses from different listeners and um, we have one live and in person who's live and in person with Steve not hanging out with Matt, who's hopefully not covered in COVID, but who knows? Okay. Before we get rolling, I do want to say one little thing in case you're watching this one little thing. <laughs> you don't even know what book we're talking about. <laughs> this is maybe your first time. Matt, can you tell us a little bit about our book? Yeah. So the book, which launched yesterday, is called Impossible Marriage. How are mixed orientation marriage taught us about love and the gospel and it is going through our stories and showing how jesus is the reason that our marriage our impossible version of marriage can stay together and how all marriage is impossible without christ awesome good job matt um and i'm not gonna lie i was looking at some list today and where it stood i've been trying to avoid the amazon lists but steve 
We are on a list that includes Tim Keller. Wow. I know. (laughs) So this, does this mean we're best friends? Does this mean that we're going to be going to his vacation home next week? Probably if Matt tests negative. Yeah, I think yes. (laughs) No, we're excited to see that it's yes. It's in the sexuality and gender conversation, but it's also within the marriage, but conversation. Okay. Before we dive into your stories and a little bit more of our book story, but really we want to hear you guys and your testimonies. We want to do something fun. We want for this night only for Hole in My Heart Podcast Live, we brought back Diver Goofball Island. <laughs> Goofball Island. <laughs> okay. So again, if you guys are first time listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you've been listening for a while, you know that for the first three-ish seasons, we had a segment of our show called Goofball Island, and we would just play random game with our guests. And I think we kind of got known for that. We had an interview recently where someone was like, you guys are the funniest podcast on sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know if I should say thank you or not. Anyway, here's the game that we want to play with you listeners on the Hole in My Heart podcast Facebook page. We want to hear from you what are some answers to the question, this question, sorry, I keep hearing my own voice in my own head, repeating everything I'm saying, and I don't know where it's coming from. I'm hoping I'm not crazy, but I am hearing it. So it's hard for me to focus right now, but here's what we want to hear from you guys. Our very own Amanda McLaurin, who runs the heart of the matter group. If you guys don't know what that is, if you are part of the hole in my heart, podcast Facebook group. It's every couple of weeks, she and John Leach get a group of people together to talk about our podcast, to take it a a step deeper. But for kicks and giggles, she created a bingo card (laughs) with Matt. So excited right now with common phrases that you hear Matt Mm. and I say all the time on this podcast. So those of you watching on the Facebook Live, we're gonna give you 60 seconds to write down as many of the squares, which really uh, that say things that Matt and I say a lot. <laughs> and our someone who is watching over Facebook Live right now, Bethany, she is gonna choose one of you who say one of these words. I'll give an example. One of the words that we say often that was on this bingo card is Tim Keller. <laughs> and so we want you to come up with as many words as you can. And then Bethany's going to choose one of you. And you guys are going to win one of our books. Or Matt, hold it up for the hold it up for the people there, babe. A shirt. So oh, it's like, what am I holding up? Of, uh, an impossible marriage. Are you going to win a live the metaphor shirt? So, Steve, roll that beautiful music for 60 seconds and you guys are the words up. What are words we say? Alright Steve, why don't you just say some out loud well so the podcast friends can hear. What are words we say all the time, Steve? Oh you mean to say words on the card? Yeah, what do you think? Uh 
Well, my favorite is we will see you next week. That's always how you end the podcast. Yep. Uh, lean in is that one? I feel like yeah, yeah. We really lean one. into that one. Yeah, yeah. That would be one. What else do we say? Uh, I don't resonate with that. Oh, definitely resonates. That's a big one. Yeah. How about uh, Rona? Oh, Rona, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, your here wife comes, texted Here's the end that. of your 60 seconds. All right, time's up. Okay, who did... <gasps> Mara. Mara, you are the winner, winner, chicken dinner, and we are so proud of you. <laughs> I didn't get to see all the ones that you said, but Bethany, uh, who is helping behind the scenes with tech, she said that you wrote a ton. So thank you for knowing us so well. I don't know if I should be proud or embarrassed. I'm going with proud. Uh, we really, I just got to say, you, I don't want to even call you fans, you family who listen to this whole In My Heart podcast, we love you so much. We had a... Um, behind the scenes Q&A for podcast people recently. Oh, the heart of the matter. Hello. Good segue. And you all asked, you know, after reading our book, you're like, you guys were really going through it while doing this podcast. And we said, yeah, we were. But I want you guys to know that even while Matt and I were going through the marriage stuff, this podcast truly was such a way for Matt and I to connect and go like look across the microphone and say, I see you. Anything you'd add into that, Matt? I mean, in so many ways, it was our favorite time of the week. I feel like we just spent a lot of time during the podcast of just kind of remembering like, oh yeah, I like, I like this person. And, and so, um, it was super vulnerable at times, obviously, and super, super life-giving so many times as well. And so, yeah, just awesome to be a part of. Mm. Okay, guys. So we are, I'll be honest, disappointed that we couldn't meet in person because of COVID, but I got to trust Steve. I was so grateful for your prayer right before we went live. Just like, God, you knew that this was going to happen. And you knew that this was the way you wanted this to, to go down. So God, we're trusting guys listening. We're trusting that maybe in like a year, maybe next year, COVID will be long behind us and we'll be able to do a whole my heart Facebook live or maybe every week, Steve in your awesome studio, we'll be having guests every week. Um, so we trust that one day we're going to be able to meet more and more of you in person, but we're choosing to say thank you, Jesus, anyway, give thanks in all circumstances. And we are choosing, uh, like even when we had 0. 0.5, 0.6% of hope in our marriage, we're choosing to mm -hmm. say, yes, Jesus, and let's let's watch you take that 0. 0.6 and make it flourish into beautiful fruit. So even though we're feeling sad about not being with you guys, let's see and let's hear through your stories how the good news of the gospel almost because of the pushback, like you saw much fruit produced. So Steve, I would love for you to roll uh, the first video. Who's the first one from our listeners about Boy. how the good news of the gospel affected them, uh, specifically through God using our story. I'm Foy from Tyler, Texas. My wife yes, and I have been married Foy. for almost 33 years. The last two and a half-ish have been the best of our entire marriage and by far the longest good stretch. The 10 years preceding that, 
totally disastrous. During our first 20 years, I would have told you we had a good marriage. Sure, it had its ups and downs, but I thought we were good. Around that time, my wife told me that she couldn't pretend anymore. Not that she was leaving, but she just couldn't fake us being the happy couple. She has some autoimmune conditions and the stress of living a lie was literally destroying her health. Those next 10 years were at best functionally platonic and at worst, we could talk about something we agreed on 100% and still one of us or both of us would walk away hurt. Mostly there was just long periods of nothing except walking on eggshells. There was really no intimacy of any kind and certainly not physically. We went well over a year between sexual activity multiple times, but who keeps the scorecard right? I worked hard to be a better husband. I prayed, I grew a lot. I tried to be a good Ephesians 5 husband, but I had the metaphor backwards. Things between us remained essentially unchanged. Long periods of complete disconnect with short periods of apparent improvement and then right back to nothing. And each time I would crash from hope back down to despair. I'm a touch person, but we couldn't touch. Not hand holding, not a hand on the shoulder. My wife had come to feel that any touch from me was an attempt toward sex and any touch from her would be interpreted by me as an attempt toward sex. We were almost two years into one of these uh, times, the longest yet, when God in his typically unbelievable way led this southern conservative cisgendered heterosexual Christian male to the Hole in My Heart podcast. It was near the end of season one and it was all about non-straight topics. I started binging. I thought I was learning about this group of people I didn't know existed. LGBT plus persons who still followed a traditional orthodox Christian sexual ethic. I thought I was just learning about how to come alongside them, help the church become more loving, welcoming, inclusive. And I did learn that. But what truly happened was not that I learned about my brothers and sisters, but that I learned from my brothers and sisters. See, I knew no person could meet your needs fully, only God. No matter how spectacular my wife is, man she is, she is a fallen, broken, sinful human. And she would always let me down. But I just didn't know how to have God meet those needs. I mean, he's not gonna hold my hand. He's not gonna sit on the couch and snuggle while watching TV and certainly not sex. It was from these celibate gay Christians that I learned what it meant to have God be enough. And that fundamental shift in my heart away from my wife and towards God made all the difference and began this best time in our 33 years. I don't think either my wife or I could tell you how I was different, but fairly quickly she began to feel it. That oppressive suffocating burden that I had placed on her was gone. She could breathe. She could believe she was properly loved. She could see that I wasn't just backing off to entice her forwards or just out of duty, but a genuine shift towards God. And if things slip backwards again, I'll be okay this time because I've learned to look through my wife to God, 
not look to her as my God. And that's what is in this book, An Impossible Marriage. It's not so much of a marriage book as it is a look to God book. Lori and Matt have taken their particular broken story and with incredible vulnerability have taught us how to pursue God first and only, how to be satisfied with Him, even if things don't get better in the here and now. They help us, help me, to see what marriage truly is, showing the world how an incredibly other and beyond us God wants to be with us. They teach us and show us how to live the metaphor. Ah, Matt, what are you thinking? We've got great listeners. Like that's that's really encouraging to to know obviously that that foy is so genuinely thankful i guess for for the stuff that we didn't even know was affecting anyone i mean god called us to do the podcast and we were like okay this is going to be probably 10 episodes of nonsense and then who knows what comes after that you know but but to to hear him and just the meaningful impact that that not just us, but the, the people that God has brought to the podcast has had on his life and, and his marriage and, yeah. and his ability to understand and, and really turn to God as opposed to his wife. Like I, I buzzword resonate. I resonate with that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Thanks so much Foy. And guys listening on the Facebook live, I would love to hear, we would love to hear any stories of how really, the gospel is good news for you, uh, specifically filtered through this podcast, this ministry, this story. I'll just share first names um, and any couple sentences that you want to share. We'll do that after we uh, hear the next three stories. All right. Who's up next? Is it Catherine? Oh, it's Greg. Hi, friends. Greg Coles here. I'm the author of the book, Single Gay Christian, and I'm coming to you from my kitchen in State College, Pennsylvania, to talk about how much I appreciated this book. Which, side note, can we also talk about how amazing this cover art is? I feel like even if I didn't want the book for the contents, which to be clear, I do, but even if I didn't, this cover art is amazing. Anyway, back to the point at hand. Um, which is I want to talk about one of the many reasons that I found this book really valuable as someone who is single. And not just single and ready to mingle, um, but in my case, single and planning to stay that way for the long haul. Single and feeling like as well as I can discern at the moment, God is calling me to lifelong celibacy. There are two sort of opposite concerns that I often hear in the evangelical Christian circles where I tend to run when I talk about being single. One of them is that singleness is just too hard. It, I'll be miserable. I'll be lonely. I will miss out on some of the good things that God really wants for me to experience in the world. Uh, and the other is weirdly kind of the opposite. It's that singleness is too easy, that there's a certain kind of sanctification that comes with the struggles of marriage, and that I'll miss out on that as a single person because it's just so easy to be selfish when you're single. Uh, and so one of the things that I appreciate so much about Matt and Lori's book, about their so honest description of their journey in marriage, 
uh, is that it doesn't allow for the lies about marriage, which make these lies about celibacy seem to ring true. Um, that in the way Matt and Lori are so honest about what is really difficult about their journey of following Jesus in what feels like an impossible marriage. I can feel some resonance with my own story in the times that I wrestle with what can feel like a really impossible celibacy. Uh, and, and by the same token, uh, as I see the ways that Matt and Lori are refined by God, that they're sanctified by God as they follow him in this difficult calling, uh, I see a reflection in my own story in the ways that as I walk in obedience to Jesus, even though it may look really different um, in a calling to celibacy than it does in a calling to marriage, I still see the ways that obedience to Jesus becomes itself a tool of sanctification. Uh, and so the thing that I need in order to follow along with Jesus uh, is not to do it just like somebody else, but it is to do it in the way that Jesus uniquely calls me to do it. Uh, so I want to leave you with one of my favorite passages from the book. And this, for those of you following along at home, is found on page 71. Our marriage problems are not really marriage problems. And I will add as a side note, our celibacy problems are also not really celibacy problems. Mm. They are heart problems. They are God problems. Our lack of intimacy with God creates a void that we try to fill with frail substitutes like wealth, pleasure, fame, respect, people, or marriage. But we can't cure our narcissism by trying to ignore ourselves. The solution is to gaze upon God. When we do, everything else fades into its proper place. Friends, I love this book because it has helped me to gaze more deeply upon God, and I hope that it will do the same for you. So good. I think that's another buzzword, another phrase I resonate with. Thank you, Greg. So grateful for him. He's been on the podcast a couple times. I'm sure we'll bring him back again. All right, this third one is from our friend, Catherine. Hey there, my name's Catherine Mullaney. I'm from Boylston, Massachusetts. Matt and Laurie's story shines a light on God's love story. Not the romantic kind, but the sacrificial love of Jesus leaving his father in order to come for his bride. I needed to read their story in order to be encouraged, strengthened, reminded, and challenged that my mixed-oriented marriage is not just about my husband and me. Now, for a number of reasons, I did not want to hear about the metaphor of oneness in my marriage and how it reflects the oneness of the gospel. But I needed it. Mm. Our children and grandchildren and the people in our everyday lives, they need to see the light and love of Jesus shine brightly through the cracks of our impossible and imperfect oneness with each other. The message of this book is that God takes the impossible and makes it possible, whether you're married or single. Receiving the message through Matt and Laurie's example and living the metaphor in 
our, our oneness in order to point people to Jesus is another layer in shoring up the foundation of our marriage and hopefully for it to go the distance. About four years ago, I finally surrendered my sexuality to God. And a couple years before that, Dan and I decided to stay together. Mm. When the walk with Jesus became a crawl and the crawl fell into a collapse, there were others there to carry me to Jesus. The road to keeping and maintaining a marriage is not easy and all would be lost if it was not for God's grace and his great love for us. Mm. Matt and Laurie, thanks so much for asking and thank you for sharing your story so vulnerably and with great care and above Mm. all, bringing glory to Jesus. Peace. Peace. Oh man. Okay. I do hear our daughters upstairs frolicking about and we're going to pray they find a screen of some sort (laughs) to entertain themselves for a little longer because you guys, this next part, I, I'm just praying that God speaks through our friend, uh, who is not pre-recorded and here she is. You ready to pop up Bethany? Wow. There we go. I feel like the man behind the curtain. (laughs) You are the man behind the curtain, except you're the one man behind the curtain. Bethany has been my friend for, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to figure that out a few, maybe five years. Has it been five? It's been at least five. Yeah. Something like that. So I so appreciate her for so many reasons. Um, But when she got our book early and you started texting me just like what God was doing through you as you're reading it. I was like, Ooh, other, other people need to hear this. So would you be willing to share just how really the gospel has been good news for you filtered through our small little corner of ministry world, through our book or ministry or podcast, and then filtered through your story, Bethany. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd love to. I'm honored to even be able to be able to do this. I'm still not quite sure why you asked, so I'm I'm grateful to uh, be part of this. But um, yeah, so a little bit about me. Um, I'm a straight single, uh, desiring to uh, someday be married. And you know, in the past, I would have said something like that in a space like this, so that you guys would know that I'm quote not like you know them or you guys. Um, But the reason that I say that now is because I think it's important for people like me to engage and read books like this. You know, years ago, if I would have seen a book that said mixed orientation on the front of it, I would have been like, no, that's clearly not for me. I don't need to read that. Or a book on marriage as a single, "Mm, no, why bother? Um, But as a single, I actually read quite a few uh, married books, and it's, it's really not to fast forward this stage of life that I'm in, but it's because I believe that we're all part of the body of Christ. And whether or not I get married, it's important for me to be invested in those marriages around me and vice versa, right? With marrieds to singles. Um, And I think an impossible marriage, strangely enough, takes marriage off this much needed pedestal. 
and lets us into mm-hmm. the beauty and the difficulty of marriage, uh, especially as singles. I think this is something that is often an arm's length away, uh, especially maybe not, if not further than an arm's length away. You know, we're not being told that getting to know the opposite sexes, it's kind of weird. It's kind of awkward and, and has its own challenges and things like walking and holding hands is not as actually as easy as it looks. It's, it's kind of hard. And that sex isn't what you see it portrayed as. And I know some of that's silly, but as singles, we're not being let into that stuff until we're dating or maybe engaged or even married. Um, So I was grateful to be let into your raw and authentic story that's saturated in the gospel through this book. And really often, sometimes um, in real real times that was happening and this this happening allows us to support and encourage our married friends um, as part of the body, as they live mm-hmm. out the metaphor that you guys uh, so beautifully uh, talk about in this book. Um, so I think this book is more about the gospel than mixed orientation or even the preconceived notions on marriage that we have. Mm. Um, Thank you, Jesus. And so another way the gospel story filtered through your story impacted mine was honestly something that I told Lori Uh, that I probably wouldn't talk about uh, when I was asked to do this. Um, Yeah, but I trust God uh, to bring home, to bring hope and to redeem uh, pain for his glory. So um, yeah, somebody that has also been uh, abused, uh, even though that's was over 20 years ago now, um, I think what people that haven't been abused don't understand is how to this day that flashbacks and memories can come from out of nowhere and really have a negative effect on the present. Um, and if the Lord has, you know, marriage in my story, I, I simply don't know and I can't predict how I'll react uh, when it comes to sex with my husband. You know, so it was encouraging and challenging to read your experience, Lori, because honestly, <laughs> up to this exact moment, I've silently walked with those thoughts and I'm not actually sure I've said that to anyone. So I thought, hey, why not say it on a podcast? Um, So seeing how the Lord walked with you to reveal the beauty of sex in your your marriage and not as a barometer of oneness and how not having it wasn't a reflection of failure on your part. So when you talked about this performance-centered identity in the book, you know, I can look forward and see if I were to get married, how I could possibly wrestle with um, exactly that, you know, oh, I failed in some way because this isn't going the way that I think it should be going. Uh, But even now, you know, I fall into that performance idol trap because as we know, you know, it's not just an abuse or marriage or sex thing or fill in the blank thing, it's a human sin thing. So instead of focusing you know, and whatever we're failing at, because spoiler alert, we're failing at something that I, we as a whole, need to focus on God's primary goal for us in the church, which is oneness with us. And that oneness tells the broken and the hurting world of his love. And I, that's the message of an impossible marriage. And that's really why I'd say no matter who you are, this book will draw you to Jesus and it's worth your time. Man, thanks so much. I didn't, you know, it it was like just so beautiful and thank you for your vulnerability. And I know how scary that is to share for the first time, just these 
corners of our life, but just thank you for entrusting us. I just know that that, um, that's not nothing. So I see you as your friend and thanks for seeing us, uh, as your friends. Anything you want to add, Matt? Yeah, I just, you know, Bethany, I've, I've known you for almost five years, I guess a little bit after, um, you know, you and Lori had gotten to know one another. And so just thank you for, for being vulnerable and, and for mm -hmm. even just saying the truth of what you've been through that you can call what happened to you abuse is, is a big, is a bigger thing than a lot of people maybe realize, yeah. um, mm -hmm. you know, and so your, your story is not, it's not something that defines your value or your worth. And, and I think I can speak for Lori also when I say that we have been so blessed to have you at our house <laughs> and to have you in our lives and our kids love you and you're awesome. So. Also, she literally saved the day and this podcast and I think our workshop. And I just I was joking right before this. I'm like, can you can you hear the treasures in heaven? Just cranking up, cranking up. I mean, that's why we do it, right? So grateful. <laughs> no. Oh, but I appreciate it. Thanks for having me and, and letting me share. Um, but since I'm the only one that's live on this podcast, I'm going to just take uh, another moment and just uh, thank you two. Uh, for for sharing this book um, and writing it um, yeah it's such a vulnerable story and I can't imagine the difficulty of what it was to put it to paper uh, thanks for putting in the long hours the energy and sacrificing as you wrote um, and even now as you bring it to all of us uh, thanks for your obedience to God mm. and allowing his story uh, the gospel to be told through your life um, yeah you've been faithful in what you've done and I can tell you um, us on the receiving end, those that are listening right now and those that will listen and, and read this book. Um, yeah, we're grateful and we're excited to see how God is going to continue to use this um, act of obedience to bring mm -hmm. him glory. So yeah, just thanks. We, we appreciate it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Bethany. Hey guys, I'm just going to read a couple of you who are watching live. Uh, you've shared a little bit how the gospel story filtered through our story has filtered through your story. Lots of filtering, lots of gospel. We're going to keep going with this sentence. Uh, Joan, I'm just picking these at random. Bethany actually texted me these before um, she jumped on live. But she, Joan said, listening to the Hold My Heart podcast helped me realize that I wasn't alone in my sexual brokenness. The truth I heard in the podcast ended up being the beginning of God freeing me from a decades-long bondage to sexual sin and brokenness. I would never be where I am without the HIMH podcast and ministry. What? I just read that for the first time with my eyes on that first sentence. So thank you so much, Joan, for sharing that. Uh, and then I'm just going to do one more from Anthony. I am a bisexual man, and me and my wife have found so much grace navigating the particular story called us to co-author with him. My particular experience of sexuality has given us opportunities to be vulnerable with each other and wrestle with our longings where they draw us away from God and where they ultimately show us our mutual desperate hunger for the love of the Lord. Your book lays bare this wrestling in a way that brings light and fire to the conversation of gospel marriage and the grace and beauty of sexuality as it leads us into intimacy with our partners and our God. Man, guys, like Matt joked about, <laughs> you just said, you know, in the beginning, you're like, you know, we do like 10 episodes and be like goofy and then call it a day. And so to see that life change can happen through mm -hmm. obedience is just bananas. 
So Steve and Matt, I would love to hear from you guys just the same question. Like, Steve, let's start with you, bro. How has, again, ready for all the gospel words, also all the filter words. Ready? Ready? Okay. Let's go. How has the gospel story filtered through our story? Should I use the word filter again? Filter through your story. How's that working right now? Like, how's it yeah. affect you? So gospel through right. us. How's that affected you, Steve, in these last three years, four years? How long have we been doing this? Yeah. Uh, well, this is season four that we're about halfway through. And so yeah. I, I guess that would mean four. Yeah, well, I don't three, know. Three, three or plus, four. Three plus. Uh, what is math? So, so I have had the privilege of um, kind of walking with you guys through the journey that is recounted in this book and to kind of have been there, but not like I'm not with you like every day. So it's once a week, you know, and, yeah. and so there's highs and lows, <laughs> peaks and valleys. And um, then to read this book and kind of know that when we were just, you know, coming in here once a week doing this podcast, this stuff was going on for you guys. And uh, I think what I've been struck with as I processed that is that, you guys were, were real, you were genuine, you could be trusted with what you were saying, and yet at the same time, we're struggling, like yeah. serious, heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. And so I think what that has shown me is that it's okay to struggle, you know? Um, like, you don't lose your salvation when you're going through the deepest, darkest valley. You still yeah. have... Um, things that, of value to share with others. You can still speak of God's goodness. You can still speak of the power and the beauty of the cross and the gospel, even when you've got really, really heavy stuff hanging on you. So I just really appreciate your, your honesty, your vulnerability, and just your authenticity of being real people who struggle and also love Jesus and are surrendering yeah. everything to him. Um, mm. I think I've needed that. Um, mm. and just again, I know that you didn't mean to write this book. You didn't set out to write this book that you've wanted to write a book, a book for a long time. But the fact that it's this book reminds me that it's the gospel that's impossible, you know, and as we live that out and reflect that through marriage or through singleness, whatever we're called to, we are living out an impossible thing because um, God's the author of it. And so he calls us to impossible stuff because he went first. So thank you. Thank you for teaching um, an old guy uh, some really, really important and valuable stuff that I've needed to know. Thank you. Man, we love you so much, Steve. It's such yeah. a highlight to our week to see you and we'd be sitting in the car, like silent, hurting. Jesus fill us with your spirit. Help us to go love people well. And it was, it felt like those podcast recordings. It was like the psalmist saying, praise the Lord, oh my soul, telling his soul, praise the yeah. Lord. And it, it did, it did connect us to both each other and God, which is mm -hmm. again, bananas. Matt Krieg, this is kind of a weird story because gospel filtered through our story to your story. I don't know. Just, I guess just how has, um, I don't know, maybe even just very lately since the book coming out, 
oh yesterday <laughs> how i don't know just how have you seen god show up maybe even in just responses to what we're doing how have you encountered him through this season of ministry and life in book world well i'll be honest i haven't seen as many responses as you because i'm not on the social media all that much um but i, I think i've I've been able to hear it from some people that, that I kind of care deeply for and seeing how it affects them. It's almost like I'm proud of how God has used us and I'm proud of where he's brought us to. Um, and I, and I know that even thinking back, like, on, on the really hard seasons of our marriage, the, the, you know, episode 24 season of our marriage where we were 0.5, you know, of hope and looking at how, I don't know, how much weight I guess I put on our marriage to, it's almost, I don't, the best, the best analogy I can use is like almost like stay together for the kids type of mentality. Like that if we somehow fell that, this thing that God was doing was going to fall apart. And so there was a massive weight that, that I felt um, back then. And it's been really amazing. And I can only attribute it to God that I don't, I don't have that weight with this, with the book, even though I know it's meeting, you know, meeting people's hearts where, wherever, wherever they're at, and we might never hear about it. Like it's something that, I don't have to carry that weight and I just get to focus on him and, and focus on the, the kids that he's given us and, and my relationship with you, Lori, and, and the clients that he's given to me to, to really care for and hopefully shepherd well. Um, and so I, it might be weird, but I, I don't feel all that different with the book out there now. And that's a little bit surprising, I guess, to me to know that there's something very, very vulnerable that people can just randomly pick up and read about, but I'm not scared. Mm -hmm. Man, I love that, Matt, about you. And that show so shows me Jesus and his faithful love. And like you so model that for me, Matt, of just how to just keep loving the people around you where you're at. Um, in this season, how I'm really seeing the gospel show up, even through what we've written is I, I mean, could I get prideful? Sure. Guys in high school, I knew God called me to speak and to write. Also in high school, I really thought I was hot stuff and God had to level me with what I thought and saw as the worst sin. Like I felt this glimmer of it, but I just thought that'd go away. And then in college, here I was, boom. And I am just every, like, yes, he gives us the green lighting. He's given, like Steve, that you mentioned that we had all these other books we wanted to write. It's just, this is God's story. Not like this, no, I'm not saying our book. I'm saying this whole, all of our lives, this is God's story. And he's all about advancing his kingdom. And so guys, I, 
This is the picture as I was praying about even what to say right now. For those of you listening, you know, we're all carrying our messes. We're all carrying our version of impossible. Can you and will you, this is the picture I got, will you put it in his hands? Are you willing to give your whole life into his hands and say, not my will, but yours, God? Will you make this impossible possible? Will you shape me into what you want it to be? Whether it's, you know, I see so many young people, they just want to be famous. And that was like me. And I'm not, even say, I'm not even saying I'm there. I'm just saying, will you put your whole life in his hands and say, God, not my will, but yours, not my story, but yours, not our marriage, but yours. And watch what he does. Watch what he does. I'm... <laughs> It's going to be unexpected and it's going to be hard and it's going to take faithfulness and it's not going to be like sitting in a roller coaster. It's going to be a marathon, but watch what he does with your broken pieces. Watch what he does with your impossible mess. It's, I can't even tell you what it's going to be, but it's going to be better than you could write. It's going to be better than I could write. It's going to be better than Matt or Steve or Bethany could write. So let's just do that. Let's put it in his hands. All right. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> we were going to, if we were going to do this in person, uh, we were going to move on to a worship fest. And maybe Matt and I, we can just like go on the floor here in the spooks. Cry <laughs> for a little while. That will kind of be our worship. I think lament was on the bingo card. <laughs> My sister, Angela, I'm sure you're watching this. She makes fun of me all the time. She'll be talking to some of my friends. She, they were like, oh, we're talking to Lauren. She's like, has she said the word lament yet? <laughs> Shout out, Ange. Um, that might be the type of worship that Matt and I do tonight. That might be the type of worship you guys need to do. It's like, God, this is hard. 2020 is hard. October's hard. November's hard. But we surrender our lives to you. God, what do you want to do with it? But why don't we play one more game before we do that? Because this is the Hole in My Heart podcast live. <laughs> okay, Bethany, are you ready to talk to the peoples on the internet? Okay, guys, the first one to write down on the Facebook chat right now, what is the question, the set of questions that we ask every guest from episode what 10 and beyond who's the first one let's do it now who's gonna win the t-shirt what's the set of questions guys that we ask every guest has the word gospel in it but not the word filter <laughs> bethany who's winning who won who typed it in first victor <laughs> we got a winner we got a victor in victor okay you win a t-shirt or a signed copy of our book. And Bethany will let you know how you can claim those prizes are two winners. Okay, guys, I keep hearing noises since we might have COVID, hopefully we don't. We got no babysitters, so Matt and I are needing to put our kids in bed. And Steve, roll yep. that beautiful music. Oh, it's rolling. He's working on it. Oh, there it is, okay. Uh, you guys, thank you so much to Steve, my team, Michelle, Hope, Bethany, Boy, Catherine, Greg, 
Matt Creek, Steve O'Dell, our team who had it all locked and loaded and there were pumpkins everywhere and all sorts of themey things. Kelly O'Dell, Steve, your wife, uh, who was ready to do this in person and then we just shifted it right here yesterday. But to all of you guys listening online, listening live, listening later, we're so grateful for you. So lament and worship and thank Jesus and for all of us here at the Hole in My Heart podcast. We will see you next week. Yeah. <laughs>